Welcome to the Wealth Studying Podcast. This is episode 167. Today is January 20th, 2016. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, my phone is ringing off the hook. I'm getting a lot of panicked phone calls and people that are worried about what's happening in this market. So if you're someone that's called me or emailed me and you're not a client, most likely you haven't heard back from me. I, I generally uh, don't get a lot of phone calls, but I do get a lot of emails because of the podcast. I really just can't get back to everybody. I do read them. I do answer a, a fairly large percentage of them. But if you do get answered, consider yourself lucky. I just can't get around to everybody. Um, it really depends on where you catch me that particular time when I'm checking emails. Maybe I need a break from doing something else. And so answering your email might be a little bit of therapy for me. Um, like I said, it really all depends. I obviously dedicate all my time to my clients. I run my business as what I call a, a concierge model. So I have a limited number of clients. They all have my cell phone. And I make myself available to them at their convenience. Obviously, they're my top priority. And uh, really, they're not the ones that are calling me right now because they're sitting in cash and they're not worried. But uh, for the many other people that are not my clients, again, if I have the opportunity, if I have the time, I'll talk to you. I'll reply to your email. But with the markets melting down like they are right now, you can imagine that uh, I'm in pretty hot demand. And so forgive me if you uh, if you don't get a reply back. Now, having said all that, today's episode is going to be short and sweet. I do want to focus on this market uh, correction we're in right now. And for my purposes, I still think it's a correction. I don't think it's a bear market yet. You'll recall I've talked about 1850 on the S&P 500 being the point where I would consider support where the market would still be in a correction. If it breaks significantly below that, then we could very much be in for a bear market. It's really too early to tell. Today, the S&P 500 did close just slightly above that 1850 level, although it did breach it during interday trade. So, you know, for my purposes, I'm still calling this a correction. I'm not in the panic mode yet. In fact, I'm mostly in cash, so I'm not going to be in a panic mode at all. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Because if you're a prudent investor and you've been paying attention, you know that there's nothing new in this market. Now is not the time to panic. You would only be panicking now if you didn't make preparations prior to the last three or four weeks. And in fact, if you're someone like me that's a bit of a nervous Nelly, I way overprepared and got out of this market quite early last year not because I'm a genius, but because I could read the writing on the wall and I just didn't want to try and scrape out what might be a meager gain when I could see a potential for a major loss coming. I've done previous episodes about Alpha. Go back and check those out. It's all about risk-reward. And right now, we're in a situation where these markets could bounce back tomorrow. You know, as bad as things have been in the last few days, the market again today closed lower, but it also opened higher and then closed lower in the day. I did a blog post about that, I don't know, yesterday, the day before. Check that out if, over at investablewealth.com if you haven't seen that. I also did a blog post today at investablewealth.com cautioning people not to try and call the bottom. Or if you do, at least be cautious with it. You know, a lot of people will say, well, it can't get any lower or this will come back. And yes, the overall market will come back. I'm not worried about an economic collapse. I have full faith and confidence 
that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ and all these things will bounce back. But the question is, when you're dealing with an individual stock or with a, a niche sector, for example, the oil industry, right now, I'm just not jumping into anything to do with petroleum. We're at about $28 a barrel. This could be a bottom, but I have no way of knowing. You know, there were people that were calling the bottom when we were at $80, $95. It wasn't that long ago. I'm just playing it cautious, and I'm going to review with you today some of those things that you may want to be cautious on as well. But what I want to point out is, is that today, despite how bad things were, I did see a, a silver lining in the performance of the market in two specific areas. One is the, is that the major indexes, as bad as they did today, they did have a positive reversal. Now, they still closed down for the day, and they closed lower than they opened. But at least they fought back and recovered from the major losses that they had earlier in the day. So that's good news, number one. Number two, I think it's encouraging that the Russell 2000, that that actually closed up today, that that's showing good positive relative strength against the broader market. Now, is that just short covering? Is that a dead cat bounce? Will things go up over the next few days and then fall apart? I have no way of knowing. I I remain pessimistic. I think that we are going to see choppier markets. And as we go through earnings and we continue to see, all these companies are saying, hey, there's a global slowdown. The strong dollar is definitely acting as a headwind. I think we're going to keep hearing that for the next two or three weeks. And I am not at all surprised to see this market go lower between now and the end of February, maybe into March, maybe as late as April when the next earnings cycle starts up again. We'll just have to wait and see. One other thing that I think is interesting, and I'm not sure if it's a good sign or a bad sign, and that's that the U.S. dollar is maintaining its strength. It's not at its highest point, but it's certainly held up over the last you know, solid week, week and a half. And this is despite interest rates just really going down low. This is not at all what I would have expected to see. Um, normally, the U.S. dollar correlates very nicely with the U.S. Treasury yield. When yields are down, the dollar goes down. Well, right now we're seeing the 10-year Treasury below 2%, and yet the U.S. dollar is holding up. That's a real anomaly. Something is definitely going to break here. Either the dollar is going to break out and get stronger because it's showing so much good, strong relative strength, or the dollar is overvalued and it's going to fall apart and join the rest of the market. I don't know, but I do find it interesting that the dollar is holding up so well. No surprise that during these turbulent times, uh, gold is, is, has been performing better over the last few days. But as I record this right now, I'm looking at after hours quotes on gold and it is still below $1,100 an ounce. Now during the day, it did go above that. Um, but still very hard for gold to break out above $1,100 an ounce, even during all this panic. I think that says a lot. And that's why I'm currently not putting my money in gold or in the gold miners. I think what's much more likely is that the market is oversold right now and over the period of the next few days or maybe a week, we'll see a dead cat bounce, we'll see short covering, some kind of a short squeeze, and these markets will probably go up. Will I jump in? Probably not, but if I do, it would be a small position, 10 25%, something like that. Because again, as I say, I remain pessimistic. I think we're headed for lower lows in the coming weeks. 
And I'm not going to change my opinion on that unless I do see some significant breakouts in the market. If that happens, I'll change my mind. I follow trends. I don't follow a doctrine or dogma or any preconceived ideas. So big emphasis I want to get across to you in these troubled times, in these panic times. I don't want to be like these other people that are saying, oh, don't panic, you know, buy and hold. No, I think that if you're in this market, you should be panicked, but hopefully you've prepared. And that's why I've entitled this episode Stock Market Flashlight, because I want to draw the analogy for you. I'm a prepper. And I'm a prepper in terms of, I believe in having an emergency fund and a little extra food and water around. I have an emergency generator. I keep my cars and my vehicles topped off with gasoline. I keep good tires on my cars in case I'm in a snowstorm or if there's a bad rain or something and I want to have a a tire that has good traction. I believe in having skills and abilities so that if, if things don't work you know, to at least some degree, I can try and help myself and be a little bit self-sufficient. So that's why I call myself a prepper. It's something that I was just raised with. I had great parents and grandparents that that taught me these skills and, and how it's prudent to live below your means and to prepare for certain emergencies because they're always going to happen. You may have heard me say that my father died when he was about 32, 33 years old, was going up, getting up one day to go to work, was tying his work boots, fell over dead with a brain aneurysm. I was six months old. So I've always been raised in that shadow of things can go wrong. I wouldn't say I'm a pessimist, but I would say that I'm a cynic. And so I do try and at least prepare for the things that I can handle. I bring this up because it, it gets back to this market that we're in right now. I would prefer to make base hits than always be swinging for the fences trying to hit a home run. Now, when the pitch comes square over the plate, I do swing with all I have, but that's not the kind of pitches we were getting in this market in 2015. So I've been cautious. And I relate this to a prepper analogy where I want you to think about when the lights go out or a hurricane or some kind of an ice storm hits, that's not the time to prepare. When the lights go out, that's not the time to check the flashlight batteries and the candles and the matches. You prepare for all that ahead of time. If you wait until the lights go out, it's too late and then you do have to panic. Or if you don't have any bread milk in the house and the ice storm hits or the hurricane's coming in, then you're that person that's last minute rushing uh, to get to the convenience store on the way home from work and all the bottled water's gone and the bread's off the shelf and there's no milk in the store. And so, you know, you come home unprepared to your family. The time to prepare is not during the emergency. The time to prepare is when things are smooth sailing, when you have a clear head, when all your resources are available to you. That's the way you not only want to manage your wealth, but that's also the way you want to manage your life. That's why you have term life insurance. That's why you live within your means. That's why you don't pay too much for your house or for your car. You have to live your life frugally and manage it during good times because you can always be assured that at some point, bad times are going to come. You're going to become disabled. You're going to lose your job. You're going to have marital problems, health issues. Um, you know, other people, loved ones, people in your family are going to have issues, whatever it is. Those bad times are going to come. If you wait to prepare for a disaster, whatever it is, if you wait to prepare for that until it hits you, then you're not prepared and you're not going to be prepared and you're going to probably make bad decisions and bad choices. So right now, The way we sit with the current market conditions, we're definitely in a correction. 
I don't know if that's going to deteriorate into a bear market. It's just like when the lights go out, we're not sure how long it'll be before the power company restores the electricity. And so hopefully you've prepared for that and you have your flashlight and it's got good strong batteries in it and your backup generator is ready to go just in case market conditions do get worse. In the meantime, what I want to provide for you is some review on how we got into this current market situation that we're in now and maybe some advice or at least some thoughts that you can sort through on your own to determine when this is going to bottom out, what type of course of action you should be taking, you know, whether you should be buying stocks or holding out a little bit longer. And so to do that, rather than say things that I've already said, I'm going to refer you back to previous episodes of this podcast because what we're seeing right now with these current market conditions, they just didn't materialize over the past few days or weeks. This is something that's been building for a long time. We've been talking about it here in the Wealth Setting Podcast. If you're new, maybe you haven't heard it. If you had, maybe it's time to, to do a little more review and go back and re-listen to some of these episodes. So in the show notes, I have links to all these, but I'm going to run down a quick list of some episodes you might want to refer back to. Episode number 50, that's something we recorded in December of 2014, talks about the strength of the U.S. dollar. Episode 116 and 117, that was recorded in June of last year, and that's where I talk about the oversupply of oil and the effect it's having. And then in July, episode 124, I talked about China. And then finally in September, episodes 133 and 138. That's episodes that I had recorded just following the flash crash that we had at the end of August. And so in those two episodes, I talk about what you've learned from the correction and then what you're doing to build your watch list. So the things that applied back then, they apply now. Go back, review those episodes. If you have questions or concerns, do send me emails. I'll read them. I'll use that to formulate and update future podcasts that I do with, with those questions. So that'll wrap things up for today. As always, I appreciate your listening. Until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best of returns.